What's up with it, people? This is your boy Don T with another episode of All You Gotta Do Is Listen. Today's episode is called Do You Really Like Me For Me? Um, this is a question that, you know, I don't think enough people ask because they get so caught up in the feeling, uh, the initial feeling of how they feel in a relationship when everything is peachy and everything is going well, that they don't break it down and get to the root of why somebody is even involved with them. Um... For me, when I date, I've always asked the question, would you like me even on my worst day? Um, But I asked that question even knowing that maybe we won't ever see my worst day. So I just want to know, would you still be there if my worst day ever came about? And for me, I feel like every woman is going to give the answer. Yes, baby, I'm going to be there for you. You know, I'm going to always be there. I'm never going to leave you. But you really don't know that until you get to that point of uh, bumpiness or turbulence in a relationship where it really shows you the true depth of the character of your partner. Um, and I'm not just going to speak from the, the tone of a man. I'm going to speak for uh, speak in regards to women as well, because I feel as though um, this is a thing that women deal with as well, because. When you are, when you're a woman and, you know, you're, you're wanting to know if the man you're with is really for you, it is tied to your looks. It is tied to are you able to keep that initial look that uh, you had when we first met? Do you still, you know, wear it the same? Are you still tight bodied? Are you still rocking it the same way that I was that you were rocking it when I approached you to be my girl? And for me as a man, I, I don't really focus too much on looks, but I'm just using this as an example because women have thoughts in their mind. Is my partner going to still love me if I get sloppy or if I get flabby or if I'm not looking as good as I'm looking or if I don't wear my hair the same way that I wore it when I first met him? Is he still going to treat me the same way? And I guess for men, we equate is a woman going to treat us the same way that she treated us when we were winning if we decide or not if we decide, but if life deals us a shitty hand and we lose, is my partner going to still stick by my side? But I don't think men are asking that question because they get caught up in the momentary feeling of, OK, everything is peaceful. I'm just going to grind so hard that I never see a loss that you could be OK with being in a relationship that isn't even rooted in real. You know what I mean? Like the person that you're with isn't even there for you. They're with you for your possess- your possessions, the materialistic part of you. And you're okay with that as a man. And for me, I have to pull that card and challenge people because it seems like we live in this era of social media where we put our relationships on the Internet and we flaunt about how great our relationships are, how great of a relationship we're in. And in reality, if you break it down to the minute level of just the reason why you're even attracted to one another is rooted in materialism and bullshit. And I don't think people go that far deep into it because they don't want to expose the fakeness of their own relationships. For me, it's not my place to tell you that your relationship is bad, but I can often see through a lot of relationships that are rooted in bullshit. I mean, it's just that's what it is. Um, Now, for me, I can only speak for myself and in the relationships that I've been in. 
uh, I oftentimes look back and wonder why did that woman even, you know, want to be with me? What was it about me that made her even like me? And I look around at my circumstances and my situation. Did she like me because I was a good guy? Did she like me because I was muscular at the time? Did she like me because of the way that I cut my hair? Did she like me because of the way that I presented myself to her? I often look at how I dressed. I looked at, you know, what kind of car I drove. Where was I at in life? Because all of that matters. Because nobody knows the true depth of your character when you first step to them. They go off of what they see. They go off of what they feel. And what keeps them is how you treat them later on in life, how you are as a person. The personal, the personality traits is what's going to keep the person that you're with. What's going to get them is the outer shell of you that might not actually be you, but that's how you present yourself, that that's what's going to attract that person to you. So I pay attention to all of those things. And I often pay attention to what was it about that woman that made me want to even be with her? Was it she was looking good that day? Was it, you know, we were at the same place at the same time. So I knew I had to speak. Like, what was it about her that made me even want to step out of my comfort zone to express my interest in her? Um, and I think people have to start breaking things down to the smallest form of logic to see the realness or fakeness in what their situation is. And I think people don't do that because they're in fear of what they'll find out. Because when you break something down and you know that it's bad for you, it doesn't feel good that you overlook bullshit to be with something that, you know, you didn't need or that you knew was bad for you. It makes you look stupid. I've been there before. I've overlooked the red flags. I've overlooked the signs that God sent to me initially to be with somebody that was beautiful, but she was garbage. You know what I mean? But God sent all the signs to show me that she was garbage, but I did not listen. So I had to pay the price tenfold. You know what I mean? So for me, um, I asked the question, do you really like me for me? Because you don't really know me until I reach the lowest point of my life and you're faced with the choice to either be with me and help me grow or you leave me at my lowest point and therefore you really didn't like me from the start. Um, I'm all about real at the age that I'm at now. I don't really care about the looks. I don't care about the cloud. I don't care about the attention. I don't want anybody to look at my relationship and say, damn, Don T, I want what you have. I want somebody to say, you know what? Don got him a real one because in the face of adversity, she rose up. She was a good partner. I don't think people are looking at relationships as picking good partners i think they're looking for people that look good with one another this is a business transaction everything is so transactional you do this for me i do this for you you scratch my back i scratch your knees whatever it's it's i do this you do this that's transactions that's a transactional relationship and I see a lot of women on the internet looking at relationships that are root that are rooted in transactional you know behavior and calling it goals. You don't even have your own idea of what a relationship is. You're going off of what you see on the motherfucking internet, and that's sad. That's very sad because as a man, you don't even know how you can keep your relationship. Because the mind of a woman is often changing by the day based off of what she sees on the fucking computer. 
That's why it's important that you choose a woman that knows herself, that knows what she wants, that comes from a good upbringing. And if she doesn't come from a good upbringing, she makes a way out of that bad situation and turns it into a good and makes a good way out of it for herself and comes up with good values. That's why you have to, you know, pick good partners. And I feel as though people don't pick good partners, not only in women, but in men, too. You're picking her because of what she looks like. You're not looking at the future. You're not looking. Can she support you at your lowest? You're not looking at uh, does she have good conversation? You're not looking at can she help you grow as a man and push you to be better? You're not looking at the simplistic of can she even cook a pop tart or do anything that you would ask her to do? You're looking at, oh, she look good. She has good sex. And she looked good on my arm. So I'm going to tolerate the toxicity and keep her around. And that right there, you're doing you're doing yourself a disservice because you don't know what's going to come out of that situation. You don't know if you may if you could accidentally or want to make her the mother of your child. And then you're stuck in a situation with somebody that you could have broken down mentally to figure out, is this person a good fit for me and make a good choice? But now you're forced into a choice. And that's where. You mess up as a man because you at the time where you should have been figuring out who you were with, you were being complacent with what you had already knew. And there was so much more that you should have uncovered about that person to figure out, is that person a good partner? So for me, I've had to learn the hard way. I've had to go back and look at my past relationships and say, dude, you got to do things differently so you don't keep on doing the same things and going through it with the same type of women. Because honestly, it's not the women's fault. It's your fault, Dante. You're not picking the good partners. You're not doing your due diligence as a man to respect yourself to pick a good woman for yourself. Stop pointing the finger at the women. I have 100% accountability for myself. And I look for that in a partner. Because in my past, women don't have accountability. They always say, well, the men weren't this. The men weren't that. No, I'm going to blame myself for allowing me to even be attracted to trash. That's the bottom line. I shouldn't have looked at the trash. I should have done my homework and figured out it was trash and left it where it was out outside on the curb. You know what I mean? And you might not be keen to my analogies or my metaphors about the women that I've dealt with, but they were garbage. You know, so that ultimately made me garbage for even choosing them because I knew that they were garbage. So ultimately, now moving forward, I have to make better decisions because a partner is a reflection of me. If I lay with you, you are a reflection of what I'm willing to deal with as far as the consequences that come with you. If, if I lay with you, I am taking a risk with you. But honestly, it, even, it shouldn't even be a risk because I should do my due diligence as a man to know where you come from and what you've done. I shouldn't be afraid to ask, what have you done? Who have you been with? And figure out. If this is a good fit, because I need to protect myself. That's why people get the diseases that they get, because they're afraid to ask the questions that protect them in the end, because out of fear, they don't want to lose that person out of either rejection or feeling as though they're disrespecting that person. But essentially, you have to do what you need to do to protect yourself. When you ask the question, are you really here for me? You're asking a person if God took everything away from me. My car, my apartment, my clothes, everything materialistic, would you still stick with me? 
That's why songs like 21 Questions by 50 Cent is so important because would you work would you would you still want to fool with me if I was flipping burgers at Burger King trying to make a way for you and I? You know what I'm saying? That's an important question because, you know, women are so quick to say, I don't want a dusty ass dude. I don't want a dude that works a nine to five. I want to do with all of this money. But you have to understand the times that we're living in. Coronavirus just hit two weeks ago. It hit two weeks ago. People are out of work. Some people ain't feeling it because, you know, they got businesses. Some people have, um, you know, liquid funds that, that are just coming in from from entrepreneurships or stocks or save money or whatever. But money don't grow on trees and everybody isn't going to have that same reality. So there are some people that are going to go through it. Are you going to be there with me when I go through it? If I lose the house, if I lose the cars, are you going to grind with me to get it all back? Are you going to dip on me and go with somebody who got it? Those are the questions that make me want to get down on one knee and say, you're going to be my wife. But we have to go through those things. We have to go through some of those things so I can see what you made of. I think people get so lost in the idea and the look and the imagery of relationships that you don't even know if your partner is a roller. There's no damn reason to me that after five years of marriage or five years of dating or five years of even being involved with somebody that you realize that, oh, this person isn't the person that I thought that they were. If you fucking with Dante, I'm putting that ass through the blender off rip. I'm going to see if you're going to stick with me. Not through things that I'm going to force you to go through. But I've been through a lot and I want to see as a woman, are you going to be able to rise and be there for me as a partner? A relationship isn't a man taking care of you, getting your nails done, getting your fucking feet done, getting your hair done, paying your bills. And that's what men are for. And it should be an honor to be with you. That's not what that's not what a relationship is. A relationship is a partnership. You don't want to go through life alone. You want to go through it with someone. That doesn't mean that I'm putting my baggage on you or you're putting your baggage on me, but that we're we're carrying each other's weight equally so that we can get through life together. That is what the purpose of a relationship is for. And a lot of you women don't know that because of what you see on the Internet. You see the Birkin bags. You see the Gucci and Louie and you say, ah, my man is supposed to play football. He's supposed to be a DJ. He's supposed to be a rapper. He's supposed to be a doctor. He's supposed to be a lawyer. He's supposed to go to work all damn day. And come back and make sure that I have all of the purses and bags and, and clothes and all of this stuff so I can post it on Instagram and say this is what my relationship is about. And that couldn't be anything further from the truth. But some people are OK with that. Some men are OK with going to work all day. Doing what they're supposed to do for themselves, but also keeping a woman materialistically Bind it to them because they can provide a life for that woman that she can't provide on her own. So they're OK with living a lie. For me, I'm not OK with that. No amount of money will ever have me purchasing love, purchasing sex, purchasing affection, purchasing conversation. I'm too dope as a human being. My thing is I don't wear my clout on my sleeve because I don't have any clout to give. You know what I'm saying? I'm a great man, but I'm not going to flex my muscles and say, hey, woman, hey, women, look, look at me. 
I have all of this good things going. I have all of these good things going for me. Choose me. But there are some men out there that need it. They need the materialistic. They need the things that don't matter to get the women that they get because they have nothing else going for them. They're not dope people. They're not. They don't have good conversation. They don't have an intellectual mind. They don't have good conversation. They don't know how to, you know, gravitate towards positivity. So they root. So they root everything about themselves to materialism. So for me, I'm good on all that. I'm good. I'm OK with being alone. You know, I'm and I think that, you know, as we grow, I want to teach women that it's OK to accept a man that loves himself, that doesn't want a marriage, that doesn't want a relationship, that he finds beauty and self-love and making it through life on his own because I'm, I'm in my twenties. I'm at the point where it's like, okay, I haven't really met a woman that's captivated my mind to make me think about marriage. What am I going to do? You know what I mean? And I don't want to waste anybody's time. And I feel as though, you know, if you're not for me or if you're not, if I'm not for you, then I feel like you should go out and find what you're looking for. And I think that you should do that early so that nobody has to sweat you out of their system because that's essentially wasting time. I've wasted plenty of time in my life. And honestly, I'm at the point where I really don't want to do that anymore. I mean, I've been at the point, but I'm really, really at the point where if you're not for me, you shouldn't be here. If I'm not for you, I shouldn't be in your life. Point blank, period. You know. Um, I just haven't met anybody who's made me think about forever. So I've been okay with the fact that, okay, you know, we're not going to be here forever. We're not going to date forever, but we'll just ride until the wheels fall off or, you know, when the wheels fall off, get the fuck out the car and, and go your separate ways. You know, don't try to change the, the tire and put a spare on it and keep rolling on flats. Just, just do it, you know? And it's hard to do that because when you spend so much time with somebody and you've grown to like somebody, you start to accept things that you shouldn't accept. You look at the time factor and you say, we've been knowing each other, dealing with each other for a certain amount of years, certain amount of months. I think I'm going to just tolerate certain things, even though I'm not truly happy. But in reality, when things go left. You can't blame that person for why they are the way that they are. You have to blame yourself for knowingly accepting things that you know you can't tolerate or that you have a hard time tolerating. Nobody's perfect. And I'm not saying that you should chase the perfect partner because I'm not the perfect partner and I don't expect my woman to be a perfect partner. But at the end of the day, you have to have somebody that you're compatible with that you can be compatible through the worst with and when you're with someone that you're not compatible with dealing with their toxicities or things that you're not attracted to you're ultimately wasting your own time but that is in no way of me trying to say you should find the perfect partner do you really like me for me I asked that question throughout my relationship but I shouldn't have to as much as I have in the past because there are times where I've hit rock bottom and I've wondered where's my partner, but essentially I never had a partner. I had somebody that was just momentarily filling in bullshit and fucking me and sucking me. And, you know, that was her role. 
ultimately that was her role. That's not what I wanted her to be. But she couldn't offer me anything else. I put her in a position to show me what she was about. She couldn't do it. So ultimately, that's what she was for. So when somebody asked me, when was the last time you were in a relationship? I have to ask myself, have I ever been in a real relationship? Have I ever been in a situation where somebody really, really liked me for me? Liked me for the person that I was? You know, I don't know. I've had to ask myself multiple times, just what have I been doing this whole time in my dating life? Have I just been wasting time since I started dating? Have I been in anything real? Has anybody ever really liked me? You you ask yourself these questions as a man as you grow older, because when you grow older and you try to figure out how you solidify your love life and the identity of your love life. You look back on what you've gone through or what you've done and you say, damn, have I ever had anybody real? You can point back to, you know, when you were real for somebody, but it didn't work out. So now what? So I guess at this point in my life, I'm just trying to figure out, has anybody ever truly liked me? I think I'm very admirable admirable yeah sorry i can talk i'm chewing gum excuse me but have i ever been truly valued as a man i don't think that i have and i think that goes to just the way that the shift of the appreciation of men is at an all-time low that women that i'm meeting the women that i'm meeting have a different value system than me. They value materialism. They value clout. They value bullshit. But they put a a want for a real relationship on top of the bullshit. It's like a little sticker. They just slap it on top of the bullshit like, okay, that's what I want. And it doesn't mesh. So that's that's my thing that I'm meeting. Or... I'm meeting somebody who likes me more than I like them and they don't really mesh with who I am as a man or the future that I want to have for myself. So it's a conflict. And like I said, I'm not looking for the perfect partner, but we have to be compatible if we're going to go through life together. I should be able to talk to you. I should be able to fall back on you. I should be able to see you know myself and you in any instinct but if we if i don't see anything in you then you know what if i don't see myself in you in any regards and it's kind of just like "Eh, what are we doing it's been a mighty long ass time since i've had that feeling and when i did have that feeling it wasn't real so you know that's something that you have to experience Except as a person, just like, you know, if your relationship isn't working or it isn't, you know, it's not what you want. You have to ask yourself, does this person really like me or do you even really like that person? That's another side that you have to flip it on and and just say, do you really like that person that you're in a relationship with? You know, and I think that comes definitely with time but it also comes with 
asking the initial questions that need answers from the start of a relationship so that you don't have to find out later. And I feel like people always put their best foot forward initially, so it's hard to really make an adequate decision. But at least you put that energy in the air and you know where that person stands. You know where that person's mind is, at least to kind of put them or put yourself on notice of who you're dealing with. Not everything should be a surprise. And I think that a lot of people love the aspect of surprise and they just love to be able to figure out things as things go, like the mystery of life and let's take every day, day by day, but they don't think about the future. They don't think about it until it hits them in the mouth and they're like, damn, I could have avoided this this train wreck if I would have just asked the questions that I needed to ask. But there are some people that enjoy the ride. There are some people that enjoy the toxicity. They they love the story of being able to say that I've been in shitty relationships or I've been with men or women that doesn't li- that didn't like me. Um, and it's just like being admirable and being valued is something that you have to look yourself in the mirror because if you don't value yourself, how is anybody else going to value you? You wasting your own damn time. You know what I mean? And to be honest, man, I'm I'm just really it just it just made me think tonight just like you know, do you really like me for me? I can't go hard for a woman that I know that doesn't really like me for me. You like me because of the gifts that I'm given. You like me because of the life that I live. You like me because of the way that I dress or the way that I cut my hair, the way that my body looks. You don't like me for the inside of me. You don't like my scars. You don't like my tenacity. You don't like my ambition. You don't like my strength. You don't like my story. You don't like any of that. You just like how it looks on the Internet or you like how you're able to tell the story to your homegirls or you like the the way that it looks, you know, on the outside. But when you peel back the insecurities, are you still going to be there with me to work through it? You know what I mean? And those are questions that need answers. So I don't know, man, that's just to put that energy in the air for you to think about, man. Do you really like your partner for who they are? Take away everything materialistic. Take away accomplishments. Take away degrees. Take away business. Take away money. Take away all of that stuff. And if you were stripped of everything and we were just nomads in the world, just walking and roaming, would you still choose the person that you're with? You know what I mean? Because it, 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 and to be realistic, those things matter. But they shouldn't be the definitive factor of why you're with somebody. I'm sorry. I can't agree with that. Somebody's success or accomplishments or the way that they look shouldn't be the definitive of your root of reasoning for why you're with the person that you're with. So I just wanted to get y'all thinking. Think about that. I haven't put out an episode in a while, man. It's probably been since December or Definitely 2019, for sure. Um, I'll take this moment to really touch on some things. uh, Because if you made it this far, hopefully you're listening to the whole thing and and you can really pick what what type of man I am. If you've been following me for a while, then, you know, 
you you already know what I'm on, but you know, with all this coronavirus stuff going on and just the world that it's been or just the way twenty twenty has been, man, I haven't addressed any of that with Kobe. Uh passing away January. Um and then just with this whole virus situation going on recently. It just hasn't been a great year. Start it hasn't been the start to the great to a great year. Um and you know, I went into the year at church praying to God for my safety and just asking him to watch over the world and watch over, you know, everyone and I don't know if this is just a sign for us to really focus on God and, and really reevaluate what we value or reevaluate life or really just give us a speed bump and give us an opportunity to decompress and really reassess. Or if this is really the beginning of the end, but I just want you to know um, that whoever listens to this, I'm praying for you, your family, your safety. Hopefully you taking heed and quarantining and making sure everything is, is all safe and copacetic within yourself and, and others around you. But man, for me, I just been really reassessing my life and trying to figure out my purpose. Um, I know that I have a gift for speaking, telling stories and being able to put my words together and gravitate people towards a topic and being able to break it down and come up with a solution or a direction that we should go in or a person should go in. I think, you know, that's a, that's a, a passion of mine. When somebody thinks of passion, something that can wake you up and, and get you going. I'm recording this at three twenty two AM. You know what I mean? So this is something that I would consider a passion, but to a listener, you might be thinking, well, it can't be your passion. Cause you ain't put enough. You're not putting enough, out for it to be a passion and I'll explain because for me I feel like I have a gift and I feel like when that gift isn't being appreciated then why would I keep giving a gift to people who really could care less why would I keep putting out energy when essentially people aren't appreciating what I am putting out I don't look for the notoriety or the clout or reciprocation, but it's just, you know, I don't know who's listening to this and and knowing that it's a gift that I'm giving you, you know. Um, But also, I haven't really been motivated to speak. A lot of shit been going on this year. As a man, I'm growing, trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my life, my purpose. I know I was put on this earth to do more than just go to work and die and pay bills or be with a woman that I really don't like or have kids that I really don't even want to have or work a piece of shit job, making piece of shit money, looking forward to two trips a year, driving a piece of shit car in an okay apartment. You know, and it's not the root, my purpose in materialism, but it's just like, man, I know life is better than this. And, you know, I want to figure out a way to bring more value to my life. So I'm sorry that if you feel like I've been away for a while, but just understand that, you know, I'm a human being and I go through real emotions and real thoughts of purpose. 
And um, at my age, I'm really trying to figure out what my purpose is. And some people might think that their purpose is to do this and that, but I'm really trying to get to the root of what my purpose is and reach that pinnacle, plant that seed, and really live my life to the fullest and be as safe as possible that I that I can live a full and, and flourishing life. Um, I told somebody the other day, man, I said, man, you know, the reason why I picked up podcasting is because I want a piece of me to still be here when I go. I want to be able to speak from the grave. I want people to feel me. And I pray to God that people don't, you know, have to wait until my death to really reveal the greatness of what I have or the depth of my character or the the beauty of my mind in death. Because that's normally how it is. And, you know, people get behind somebody when they die and they're like, oh, man, he was the greatest shit since sliced damn bread. But he ain't here. You know what I'm saying? I want to be here. I want to live a life. I want to write a book. I want to put things out. I want to travel the world. I want to, you know, you know, do things on my bucket list. I want to create a, another bucket list and do that. You know, I want to I want to live a life. I want to live. And hopefully, you know, my words and, and my thoughts and my logic will be able to be my key. I don't want to sit behind a damn desk every damn day and work. You know, I don't want to. And, and that's why I'm asking questions as as along the lines of do you really like me for me? Because this can go deeper than just a relationship. Are you a good friend? Do you even want me as a friend if I wasn't popping or if I was a loser? Would you still want to be here? And I think those are things that, you know, those are questions that need answers. But I feel like I've taken up enough of y'all time, man. If you done made it this far listening, man, you a, you a real one. All you got to do is listen to your boy, Don T, man. I'm out this thing.